stigma, strength, stigma, strength, stigma, strength, stigma, to strength. A podcast by the Charlie Waller Trust where we have honest conversations about young people's mental health. Welcome to the first episode of Stigma to Strength. It's hosted by me, Eliza. And me, Kyan. I'm a 21-year-old student. I've just done my second year at Durham University. And we're just going to introduce ourselves a little bit by saying something that always makes us smile. And for me, that is cooking in my kitchen with big headphones on, dancing if no one's there. And just, you know, that always gets me going, gets me smiling. Kyan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 18. I'm on a gap year currently, which means I'm doing like various different projects, um, which is exciting. I have recently applied to be on a game show because I thought, why not? Um, go for it yeah and the audition is next week (laughs) I did it as a joke but now it's now it's getting serious (laughs) um yeah and something that always makes me smile or laugh is when I have my little karaoke or like my little concerts in my room late at night and the lighting is on the little fairy lights it's just perfect it's a go-to song if you can tell us okay this it's a bit like niche but it's anything jasmine sullivan like um there's one song called girl like me love it i'm getting great images in my head now of you dancing around (laughs) and so we are student ambassadors for the trust and we're just going to tell you a little bit about the charlie waller trust so you know kind of um who we are and then we'll go in a bit more about why we want to do this podcast the charlie waller trust was created by the waller family in 1997 in response to the loss of their son and brother charlie to suicide having suffered from depression we have since become one of the uk's most respected mental health charities our overarching mission is to educate young people and those with responsibility for them so parents and carers teachers college and university staff employees gps and practice nurses all about their mental health and well-being. We wanted to do this podcast because we thought it'd be great to talk about small topics which aren't, we're not going to tackle, um, you know, huge things like anxiety or depression, but just small everyday stigmas, which can actually be quite tricky for people our age. And we want to talk about our experience with them and how we can turn it into kind of a strength. A bit of a disclaimer, um, this is going to be very informal, so things we say, it's like tentative advice, um, but we're not professionals, and we're just speaking from our own personal experience, and whatever we say might not work for everyone, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, and we'll signpost kind of official and more professional um, advice and support, which if you are really struggling, then please seek that. This is just supposed to be an honest open conversation between two young people and in future episodes we're getting some guests on so sit back relax if you're walking to a lecture you know this is going to be half an hour put plug in and we hope that you enjoy so seeing as the title is stigma to strength we are going to be asking each other each week is there anything you're feeling strong about is there anything you think is stigmatized it can be personal or something we've seen in the news so Kyan, anything you're feeling strong about this week this week i was coming home from someone's house and uh, i had just got off the bus and i was i needed to get the train and it was coming in three minutes and i had to sprint to the station i ran like my life depended on it and i couldn't breathe by the time i got there i was panting but I made it on the train. I was so happy, but this is also something I feel stigmatized about because um, I almost fell in the zebra crossing and I had to just kind of like pretend it didn't happen because if I stopped to like 
really feel embarrassed then I would never have made the train what about you I would say similar kind of travel thing I feel strong because I was going very lucky to be going on holiday um last week and I was going with friends and there was the classic question what time should we get to the airport and I am normally that person who gets there about four or five hours early for no reason just so I can waddle around duty free for ages but I thought actually hang on when my friend said two hours I thought look, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to relax. And that's plenty of time. So I kind of feel feel strong, feel like I've achieved that. And I'm getting there less of the kind of stress. And I even had time to have a Wagamama's there. So there was plenty of time. Wagamama's at like an airport. I don't know why it just tastes better. It does. <laughs> Something in the air. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and we're not trying to promote Wagamama's here. <laughs> not sponsored. Not, not yet. Yeah. So is there anything that you feel stigmatized about this week? I was thinking about it a bit. And we were talking about it with friends and stuff. And I think sometimes there's that pressure that you have to be your happiest in the holidays or when you're away or abroad and stuff. When actually for some people, the holidays are great. You go home, you can relax with your family. For others, actually, it can be quite a tough time and you might feel a bit lost. You don't have the same structure when you're at school or at uni and stuff. So I think that was something kind of thinking about that was quite interesting. It's having that awareness that actually for some young people home is not an easy place this week's episode is going to be all about freshers week um because we know that lots of people are starting university at the moment and it's a very exciting time but also a very nerve-wracking time so it felt very pertinent to be doing this right now definitely i think it's something which is stigmatized and i know for one like obviously i'm in the position having done freshers week and first year at uni kyan hasn't yet but I knew that even like I was absolutely terrified of starting, but was so kind of embarrassed that I was scared because I had been told by like older people that uni's the best three years of your life and you'll have so much fun and blah, blah, blah. So in my head to then say to someone, oh, but I'm actually really scared and I'm a bit worried about this or I'm scared about making friends and stuff like that. I thought that's kind of embarrassing. Like I should be excited about this new freedom and everything like that. So I think what we're going to try and do in this episode is sort of reduce the stigma talk a little about it, a few top tips and stuff like that. We both asked around um, friends and stuff asking what word comes first into their mind when we say freshers week. Anxiety. Drinking. Busy. Stress. Fun. Alcohol. Opportunity. A blur. Hiring. And drinking. Drinking came up a lot and a lot, which kind of takes us into our first sort of topic that we want to speak about, which is the drinking culture associated with Freshers Week. We're going to play a voice note by one of our fellow student ambassadors on the sort of pressure to drink um, around Freshers Week. So I don't drink and I'm comfortable saying no to a drink. But when I think about Freshers Week, I do feel a bit of pressure with the change of place and meeting all new people, I really want to make sure that I'm going to make a good first impression. I don't think I'm going to start drinking at Freshers Week, but I definitely feel a pressure to drink. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting what Usman said about how like you can feel very confident in something. For example, you know, he said that he felt very confident in his decision not to drink. However, when you are in a new environment, there is a different level of maybe expectation and you know you want to kind of put your best foot forward but it's like what does that mean to actually put your best foot forward and make a good impression it's hard sometimes I think people think oh well most of the stuff that's social at uni involves drinking and therefore if I'm trying to make lots of new friends at uni then I need to be drinking I can definitely say that like from my experience times are changing with the kind of 
need to be drinking when you're going out or even just doing activities that involve drinking like there are lots of other opportunities at uni uni with like societies or with sport and stuff like that where you can be meeting loads of new people which no one is drinking because I think sometimes it can be hard if you're in a situation where everyone else is drinking but you don't drink no one should ever start drinking simply because they feel a pressure to um so I, I would say like that's definitely I think um a big thing in terms of freshers week is kind of just thinking about like who you are as a person and I guess your identity and like what is important to you and for example if it's important to you that you don't drink then I think that it's important to kind of maintain that yeah. um and if you do decide to drink it should be because you want to not because you feel like you have to in order to make friends as you like touched on there there are lots of different reasons why people don't drink like some people just don't like the taste of alcohol some people it would be religious reasons some people it makes their mental health worse so I think like it can be tricky in the first week when you don't know these new people to you don't really want to be saying hi nice to meet you and having to explain a really like long detailed personal story one I think people need to be kind of more respectful about people who aren't drinking and you don't need to ask like people don't need to justify why they're not drinking but also if you are worried that people might ask you then I think you can definitely kind of have little tricks which seem kind of silly at the beginning you obviously don't need to be doing this forever but things like having I don't know you can just order a lime soda which to me looks identical to a vodka lime soda and no one's gonna ask and that can be like one little weight off your shoulder maybe and then you're still doing the same social things you're still gonna be your great fun self but you don't have to even think twice about anyone even asking you why you're not drinking some people feel as if they have to drink in order to be like the most bubbly like version of themselves and I think that's also why some people would feel pressured because they feel like if they if they don't drink then people are not gonna remember them almost like in freshers week where yeah. you have to kind of make a quick impression and you want to seem like cool or you know you want to seem like this bubbly person which first of all obviously that's unrealistic to be like that all of the time and second of all you know it's it's just not healthy to rely on drinking and still have a great time like we we're saying even earlier about like how both me and you like love a boogie around the kitchen and stuff like that's you know a stone cold sober like and that's really fun um so you still you don't have to miss out on the social aspect if you're not drinking even like looking at kind of celebrities and people on tiktok and stuff is becoming kind of trendy even to be sober um and there are nice drinks that taste nice which are like non-alcoholic gin and tonics and stuff um so it's definitely becoming much easier so I think sometimes if you're being told by kind of an older generation or people who have been to uni before actually uni's different to how it was like 20 years ago or even five years ago so I think the drinking culture has definitely reduced and I think another thing to point out is which comes with the drinking culture is sometimes people are nervous about with like societies and initiations and stuff but um one thing to say is to like your uni have lots of people in place well-being teams to support you so if you do feel like you're in a society which is pressurizing you to drink or you feel pressure from older students and stuff like that then there will be there's pretty much always a well-being lead within your society which is normally a second or third year um, but there are also people who on the university support team to help you with that so definitely do speak to people because 
they will help you with that because it shouldn't that shouldn't be happening like you should never be feeling pressured to drink so that leads quite nicely on to our next voice note which is from actually an ex um student ambassador as well and she is speaking a little bit about drinking culture and one time when she was on a social i remember standing in the middle of a club during freshers week dressed as a giant baby far too drunk especially given that I didn't really know anyone. Um, but I think I was so nervous that I thought that that would be a, a, a way out almost. And I remember having to take myself home in floods of tears and only to find that I'd locked myself out of my corridor and being too shy to bang loudly um, because I didn't want to upset any of my flatmates. So I remember just sitting on the floor thinking I'm going to have to sleep here And I remember just feeling really alone and I wish that someone had told me that sometimes the first couple of weeks, months at university are going to be really difficult. Um, And I think that universities should make their well-being services really well known, especially, you know, in those early days. So you know where you can turn to. Um, And also just destigmatizing everyone talking about how they're feeling, really not trying to put on your best front to be the most entertaining, charming version of yourself because I think it really would have helped. I think like one thing to note of that is about the looking at the well-being kind of services available to you at uni and that's even something you can do before you go to uni you can look up on their website it should be all pretty clear like the unis want to show on their websites um, where to find support and you can do that already and if you had that kind of written down on notes or somewhere on your laptop then it means that if you are struggling in the first week or the second week or the third week you know where to go before kind of before you're in a like upset or stress or something you know where to go quickly to, to look at that. I thought it was also interesting um, how she was talking about you know actually being authentic and having those authentic conversations um, even if it is early on because I think a lot of people feel as if that is something that you have to kind of build up to. And, you know, in the first week, you've got to be fun. You've got to be, you know, very lighthearted, that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm not saying that you're going to suddenly like spill all your darkest secrets. It is okay to just say, you know, yeah, I am feeling a bit nervous or, you know, I, I do feel a bit scared about this. I feel embarrassed, but like, it's okay to say these things. It doesn't have to be all sunshine and rainbows every single day. A hundred percent. And I think I know that like even speaking with the dressing up stuff, I remember being sent an email which said, okay, you need these seven outfits, one for each night of Freshers Week. And I was like, what? And I remember saying to my sister who had actually already been to the same uni as me. And I was like, I couldn't think of anything worse. Like I'm trying to meet these new people. I don't want to be dressed as a baby. (laughs) Like that is not at the top of my list what am I supposed to do? And she said, was like so reassuring and was like, honestly, like there's, there'll be a group of people who want to do that. And that's fun. And that's something nice that they can kind of bond over with their friends. But there'll also be a big group of people who don't want to do that. And my sister was like, just say to a few people, oh, is this something you would enjoy? Or like, do you not want to? And then you can go and not do that. And I said that to like a couple of friends and surprise, surprise, they were like, oh, I was also really worried about that. And I really didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have to buy all these costumes. I didn't know what to wear. I didn't know what to do. And by being a bit more open about how you're feeling or like nerves or concerns during Freshers Week means that one, you can relax. And also the person that you're with is also going to relax because they know that they're not alone. And also to people back at home as well, because I think sometimes there's a pressure to like, I don't know if it's your parents who you speak to or friends or family to be like, 
I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You know, but they won't be surprised if you're saying have a bit of a wobble one day. And actually, sometimes you need that kind of 10 minutes to just say, gosh, it was a bit tricky when I went to lunch. Like I was a bit like I didn't really know anyone. I didn't really know how to sit. They'll be like, that's so normal and fine. Stigma to Strength, a Charlie Waller podcast. Yeah, so like speaking of kind of new environments and making kind of big changes and transitions in life, um, Kyan, I know that you are thinking about going to uni, not only that's a big change in itself anyway, but actually not even in England. So I'm just like kind of wondering what do you think your main kind of worry or concern was like throwing yourself into a completely new environment? My worries and concerns didn't really hit me for a while. Like I wanted to always study in the States, but the reason why was initially very superficial. It's because I used to be obsessed with watching dorm tours on YouTube. (laughs) I feel like I was very unsatisfied with how my life was going. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I'll go to not just uni, but like a completely new world basically. And then I can kind of like reinvent myself. But as it got closer, and then as I actually got accepted into one of the unis I applied to, that's when I realized I don't know how to mop floors. I I don't cook for myself. My mum cooks my meals, even at this age. Like, I just realized, and it's different in America because, um, they really do baby you. There, there was just such a big difference in comparison to what I had seen from maybe people that I knew that went to uni yeah. in the UK. So I, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I was worried, what, would people like me? And then some people would say, of course I'll like you because you're British. They're gonna be asking you like how to pronounce certain words and like things <laughs> like that. But um, I don't know, I think I had all these things rushing through my head. Also, I had the idea that like, um. I don't know why, but I was like, when I go to university, I have to meet someone in the first week and like fall in love with them. <laughs> I was like thinking, how are all these things going to happen? How am I going to meet my best friends, my <laughs> my future partner, oh, all of yeah, these things um, in the first week and still do well in my classes. And also the thing is, is like um, me and my mom are super, super close mm. and it really didn't hit me until like a few months ago when I actually declined the offer that I really would have left my mum. Like my whole life, it's just been me and my mum. Like we've been a bit of a power team. I'm reapplying and I feel like next year I'll be in a much better position. And I, I feel like I'll be doing it for the right reasons, not just for dorm tours. Yeah, yeah it's it's so interesting though to like hear kind of the different motivations between uni and also like what you know before and like what you're thinking at school when you're applying I think it's easy to get kind of like blindsided by the fact that you're actually then going to go to uni like I know I spent a lot of time all I was thinking about was my UCAS form and how I fill it out and my you know personal statement and making sure I've read these books and everything like that and then actually the like kind of reality sinks in that you are actually going to go and spend three or four years there and you haven't necessarily thought much about it so I definitely think even just researching about stuff like is it catered or self-catered and what is it going to look like and is it campus uni and stuff like that can actually really help in the weeks leading up to it because otherwise you can turn up quite kind of not really knowing anything about it because all you've been thinking about is I need to get my A-level results I need to get in and then you actually turn up there and you're like I've now actually got to do uni. Okay should we move on to our next voice note which is a voice note from another student ambassador Andrew 
and he is speaking about the cost of living crisis and kind of nerves surrounding that and what to do when you're going to uni. The cost of living crisis has hit everyone hard and especially so for students and there's different things that you can do to help get the most out of the university experience. One thing that can be really help is having a list of all your expenditures. It can really help you be more mindful of what you're spending your money on. Another thing that can be useful is joining societies as are a lot of the activities that you may want to do often subsidise when you're in a society and be cheaper. I have a horrible habit when it comes to spending money uh, on things I don't need. And like that's one thing I definitely want to learn before I go to uni. Because the other day, I had I had no business being there, but I went to Harrods with my friend. Yeah. I bought the fancy lemon and ginger tea because I just felt like it. And these irresponsible purchases leave me with negative money in my bank account it's so bad yeah, so I feel like <laughs> I feel like it you know that is kind of exacerbated when you've got this pressure of people saying you know um you know can you come out with us uh this this evening or things like that and sometimes the things that people want to do maybe they're a bit more expensive and they don't align with your budget or your idea or maybe you know, sometimes you you might have the money, but you want to save it or yeah. you you like you have something in the future that you want to do. So you're, you don't want to just spend all your money right now. It's important to just always have a bit of a level head. So for me, for example, one thing I try to do um, is I do it mainly when it comes to clothes. If I want to buy um, some clothes, I'll put it in a basket and I'll come back to it two weeks later. And if I can still say two weeks later that I like the clothes, and if I can still remember what I even put in the basket, yeah. then I'll buy it. Otherwise, I won't buy it. Having that self-control, which you might not have had to have, because some people will have been sorting out their finances for ages and will be used to that. Others won't. And I think Andrew said about there are some really good apps out there, um, which I use. I have a Revolut card and I set a budget each week and you can set it for different things. Like it can let you know when what, the amount of money you've spent on food, the amount of money you've spent like going out and then any other things like bills and stuff like that and I think that's really useful rather than kind of thinking oh I don't even want to think about this this is making me so stressed you have to kind of tackle it head on and think okay this is something I need to look at how can I make this work how can I manage the budget that I've been given um like with your student loan or whatever it is you have or whatever situation you're in and also unis will help you like if that's something that you need to ha ask for advice on like they're there to help you there are lots of support out there which you might not know even exists but it's definitely a big part of uni is managing your money as a society we've made like talking about money something very taboo mm -hmm. um especially in terms of you know going out with people I, I hear so much about like you know maybe it's a friend's birthday and they want to do an activity that maybe is a bit pricey yeah. um and like the other people they can't afford it but obviously they want to um be there for their friend but it's kind of a bit of a conflict because of that so I think it's important to have a look at sort of different activities that people can do that you know maybe they're free or maybe they just aren't super costly because you know you can still have a good time without spending loads of You're money probably in a new city and you can explore like all of those places go for nice walks stuff like that and like you don't have to always be doing everything which costs loads of money and it's easy to get carried away especially I think in the first week like I was I was reading an article the other day which said that the average amount of money spent is like about 283 pounds just on freshers week which is a terrifying amount of money for most people like it's stigmatized to say no because of money and I know especially at 
the first week is probably you're going to spend more money because you are trying to say yes to most things but it's also okay if that's going to really scare you and you don't have the money to spend like that then you can say no and you can think of alternatives and that's the thing is like like you're saying suggesting other things and being like oh well actually maybe we should just have dinner at home and then we could go out for drinks rather than doing dinner and drinks I'm sure if you suggest it a lot of other people are thinking oh phew I'm actually feeling quite like low on the cash this week that would actually be really nice to do that let's do that and we could have an equally fun time yeah and I think it's like also realizing that for some people this can be like a huge really terrifying worry and there is support out there like professional support obviously we're kind of talking quite a casual basis about like budgeting and apps and stuff like this but for some people especially when it comes maybe to the second year when you're renting a house and things like that um, there is professional support and that's absolutely okay if it is affecting your mental health to go and get support for money troubles and it do, you don't have to be kind of in your 50s trying to find a house when you have money problems like when you're 18 it's just as terrifying um, if not more because you haven't been doing this before so I think if you are really struggling with that then definitely go and seek support whether that's reading things online or counseling or anything like that because it's completely valid if this is something that is affecting your mental health okay so now we're going to talk a little bit more about self-care in freshers week and how you can look after yourself so we're going to listen to a voice note by another student ambassador um, her name is Tilly I think if I was to give advice to my former self during freshers week it would be to prioritize my own self-care I think it's really tempting to want to force yourself to try out all these new opportunities meet all these new people but this can end up coming at a detriment to your health. It's important to remind yourself that often the move to uni is a big step and you don't have to throw yourself into everything all at once. I really liked what Tilly said about, you know, not having to throw yourself into everything because um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey. No. Well, it's a, no, well, it's a movie oh, where yeah. he has to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a movie where he has to, he says yes to everything. However, this, these are things that sometimes, they're not necessary. You don't have to say yes to everything. And that's the moral of the the movie where it's like, of course, you want to be open and you want to accept opportunities in life. But, you know, for me, for example, I hate heights. And if if I want to like face my fears, maybe I'll go on a roller coaster with someone, mm. but I'm not just going to, be a person that bungee jumps yeah, overnight. Yeah. Of course, it, it is good to push yourself, but you know, in a new environment as well, that's already challenging enough. Sometimes I think it's like the power in saying no, like is equally as important as saying yes. And I think when it comes to Freshers Week, everyone's so worried. Like you say, you know, you're told say yes to everything and take every opportunity and stuff. But actually, sometimes having that one thing you say no to because actually you've been out too many times or you've done signed up to too many societies and stuff like that saying no to one thing might make you enjoy the others more and I think for me when I was in kind of freshers week in the first couple of weeks of uni I was like oh no but if I don't go to the pub that one time I'm suddenly gonna have no friends and they're all gonna have the best conversations ever and I won't know what's going on obviously that's not true I think it's really important to try and have that confidence to say actually hang on like check in on yourself feeling a bit tired or like need a bit of time to just decompress it's a busy time like it is intense the first couple of weeks even if you kind of have to write a list on your phone of the things which make you happy or make you calm down or like people to speak to or if you're already in kind of counseling or therapy or stuff like that not to think I'm going to this new environment it's a huge change I need to change everything like keep the things which help you going 
keep them up at uni and sometimes they might not be able to fit into place in the first week because it is busy and it's hectic or even the third week or not even in the first term but I think you can try and implement them and not just get rid of everything that helps your well-being yeah and I think also it's good to think about like the people that you're around so if you if you were feeling a bit burnt out or like say if one day you just didn't want to go um clubbing or whatever it is that people might be doing um if the people that you're around don't respect that then they're probably people that you don't want to stay around with because you know in life um even if you're a very bubbly person um and you you are quite lively a lot of the times we all have moments where we want a bit of time to ourselves or we don't feel like going out um and people should respect that and you want to surround yourself with people who can respect that um so I think that's important as well so self-care in terms of what you do for yourself but also who you choose to surround yourself with social media aspect of things I think as well at uni can play a big role is like if you're either looking at the people like immediately in front of your friends and if they're going out all the time it can be hard to say no but also looking at social media like I know when I started uni my freshers week was like three weeks later than some of the other unis and I kind of saw on their like social media that they were going out every night and they were having this crazy time and they suddenly had all these like new friends and I was kind of thinking oh no what if it doesn't work out like that for me and all of this sort of stuff and I think obviously it's that classic thing which people will always say to us is like it's not what it looks like on social media and the same with like you're saying with the people around you like it's important to be open and honest with people and it doesn't it always looks like it's perfect when on people's social media it's not and it people sometimes actually need to just say actually I don't need to go out this time or I need to look after myself some people want to like make it look like they're having the best time ever but might be struggling and that's not to criticize them you know and vice versa I think it is just trying to be strict with yourself and remember actually it's not all what it looks like and that's okay to not be having the perfect time and also it's also okay if you do actually really enjoy freshers like we're not saying at all in this podcast that you're going to have a terrible time and that you shouldn't enjoy it. And it's odd if you don't enjoy it. Some people love it. And even in the kind of words associated with it, some of our friends did say they had loads of fun and some people did love it or some people had half and half or like different amounts. I think that's also something to think about that that's okay, whether you do like it or not. Now we're going to share some of our top tips on how you can look after yourself in Freshers Week. One, speak about how you are feeling. Two, use the support that's on offer. Three, take each day as it comes. Number four, give others the benefit of the doubt. I think it's easy to judge people quickly if they maybe are a bit annoying or a bit unfriendly or something, but obviously everyone's nervous. Number five, give yourself the benefit of the doubt. You'll be in a new environment and it will be very overwhelming and it can be tricky at times. So you need to remember to look after yourself and not be too hard on yourself. Number six, look out for others. Number seven, Remember how you look after your mental health and your physical health at home and think about how you can transfer this to your uni experience. We've given lots of top tips and our own personal advice in this episode, but we want to signpost to a few more professional and clinical resources as well, which can help you. So first of all, is the Charlie Wooler um, Starting University Guide as well as the general Charlie Wooler guides on anxiety and changes, which can help you as you adjust to your new environment. UCAS also have some guides on things like what to pack when you go to university, like things that people might forget and essentials that can help you to feel more at home. Um, and also just some general advice. Um, make sure that you look at your individual university website because you can find some information ahead of time, which can help you to adjust. 
for example, the wellbeing team at your university and DSA support, if that's applicable. Just to jump in there, I would say definitely look at using the DSA, which is the Disability Students Allowance, which covers a range of um, disabilities, whether that's a learning disability, a mental or physical ill health, um, any of the kind of above. And it can give you some great support and the uni really want to help you. So definitely look at using this. I didn't even realise this was a thing that existed until kind of second year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it and that you took something away from it. We're very much looking forward to our next episode, which is going to be on spending time alone. And we hope that you'll join us there. In the meantime, stay strong and keep fighting in the face of those stigmas. I've been Kayan. I've been Eliza. And this has been Stigma to Strength.